All right. Hey. Hello. You How are you doing? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfect, bud. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I'm my angle. I haven't even tested this in so long. Oh, I know. The first one, the first one I did, I was so pale and just washed out. So I was like, I got to put something black behind me. <laughs> and then I got to wear, I got to wear something. I don't know. That's going to like, and also I got like slightly different bullshit lights. You look fabulous. Stop it. <laughs> You're so naughty. My goodness. <laughs> I missed you, buddy. Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck. I've been missing everybody. Think. It's, uh. It's been too long. Is that too dark? That's too dark. Eh? Yeah, that was, but it's good now. All right, let me fix. Oh, there we go. All right, little blue. I'm, I'm, I have the the light in my room. It's the spotlight I was actually used at comedy shows too. Like, um, mm. it's controlled by my phone, and I set tonight. I can set my room to different colors while I'm gaming and doing things. So uh, it's a lot more fun, and you know, makes it interesting. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I hear you. God damn. Oh, so how you been, brother? I, I, you know what, man? It's been a journey, man, since this shutdown. I, um, I moved into my new place there December 21st. And that's where I am now, which is absolutely amazing and incredible. But I was, uh, I was in the same kind of room I rent. I was in the same room that I rented when I first moved here in 2019. Uh, it's just a small room in a house full of other people that, you know, and it just, it was hell, man. For two years, I pretty much was there. As in like, you know, it just, I got used to just, and not, and things not being clean and me being just not using things, the kitchen, the other item, just not living, dude. I was in a jail cell for a while. So was, um, you know, got into bad habits as far as like drinking all the time, just alone all the time. I do a show, come home and drink alone. And uh, I needed to get out. I was eating bad because I wasn't using the kitchen and cooking and yeah. things like that. So uh, my buddy here, Andrew, um, who I grew up with in Toronto, he's my best bud, and we lived together in Toronto. And I moved. I lived when I lived with him. Then you know he's a personal trainer, health freak guy, and uh, he kind of he really helped me out. And I'm excited to do that again. But we do and we do a lot of work together as far as like now we're writing together as skits and doing things like that and filming now in our new apartment and uh, so it's been a huge positive and i haven't the last time i drank january 7th oh you marked it on the calendar i marked it on the calendar bud um and that's a long time for me like that's over two weeks and uh i was drinking every day dude uh, like a lot yeah wow see this is the funny thing i wasn't I'm I've never really been very much of a drinker like a social drinker that's about it so the only time I would drink is when I'm you know with other people and they're drinking and and hanging out so I hadn't even all the way through Christmas like um we we went over to my uh, daughter and her um, husband their family are just up the, up the street from us and we take care of their kids right so I mean like if you take care of someone's toddler it's the same as licking every surface in their house. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, we were like, ah, fuck it. We're going to have, we'll have Christmas together. And then we also <laughs> had, you know, we did the, we did the sneaky thing, right? They yeah, came, yeah. Oh God. Oh no. 
they picked us up and then backed into the garage, closed the door, and then we got out of the car, right? It's <laughs> so wild, dude. <laughs> and then prohibition Christmas, dude. It totally was. And then we did the same thing on, on New Year's, and neither of those days did I drink hardly at all. Like we brought a bunch of booze, especially New Year's. We were just of like course. Of course. I mean, you gotta have something, right? And the wife was drinking, yeah. and my kids were drinking, and my brother, my son-in-law and everybody, but I just I don't know. I just didn't feel like drinking at all. And then last week I did the first episode of this um, <laughs> with a buddy of mine that I hadn't seen. I worked with an animation for, I mean, we worked together for close to a year and a bit just on one project. And, um, and then I hadn't seen him for about a year. And I was like, I really missed talking to the dude. And, yeah. and I fucking went through like <laughs> this, this is my bottle of Buffalo trace. <laughs> like it's gone now. And that was like the first time last Saturday night. It was like the first time in probably six months that I was a buzzed in any way and be a little fucking shit faced <laughs> just ever so gently. Like I got up, I got done. We went two hours. Like I said, dude, give me an hour, you know, we'll chat, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and all of a sudden they look at the phone. He looks at his phone. And we're like, holy shit, we've been going two hours. These like, things actually go very fast. I find for me too, because I'm a quite a talker. Like uh, I can ramble right in my, like with stories and stories. And before you know it, every podcast I'm on, they pretty much have to cut me off at the end. Give me one second. I just got to plug something in. Sure. <clears throat> should have had this charged. So angry with is that a headset? No, it's uh, my weed vape. Oh, <laughs> I can't drink, so That's the I, most... just, I was like, I'll smoke some weed while I'm talking to you. I actually, um, uh, because it's been hard, man. I like, I guess, guess I became an alcoholic over time, but it, it's been hard, man. I like uh, the evenings, doing things like watching the games, um gaming with my buddies in Ontario, like, cause I grew up in, in Toronto. So all my buddies are there and we still game together. That's how I keep in contact. And we love to drink together while we're gaming. And yeah. So doing all that still, but without the drinks, it's, uh, it's, it's not easy, man. So yeah. I've been taking some shrooms <laughs> and to help out. <laughs> not a, not like a huge amount to like trip or anything, but enough to like, you know, shrooms are actually really good for you mentally, like, and help you get it detox from things and will help you through things mentally if you only microdose right like you right. Know, those type of things not to trip balls and <laughs> those are cool and shit this too. is fucking hilarious because i was just having a, a conversation with my neighbor my buddy um and my neighbor across the street we kind of become like friendly and we went to the pub last night and watched to watch the ufc yeah and shrooms came up and he's talking about doing tiny bits you know little microdoses and you know, 0.03s i type like you know something like that enough to um you either throw it in your your shake or something like you just throw it in a shake or you just just eat it i'm actually gonna take a dose now while i'm on with you because i figured why not that'd be fun your drink <laughs> i'm gonna but I'm, i don't have them in my shake i'm just gonna just check just it back. down um but yeah, actually, it's uh, it's really beneficial, man. Like, um, there's been a lot of studies on them, and like, because yeah. I used to take a lot of medication for like depression and anxiety and stuff, and microdosing shrooms has taken me off of those things. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I've never, it's just funny because I've never, I've never taken shrooms. I've never done acid. I've never done anything like weed. Wow, eh? Yeah, weed. I only, I came into weed like, pff, what, I was 30. Oh, before sure. I ever smoked any weed. And then even then, I'm, I, even now I'm still, I don't have the weed game down. <laughs> <laughs> like the only time that I can consistently have a, a couple of hits of my, of my vape um, without worrying about myself is yeah. when I, when I go to bed. If I'm feeling like uh, I feel my body's aching or something, or right, right, you know. But if I if I do it during the day, I'm always <laughs> I'm that fucking idiot. I still equate it to like a cigarette. You know, you have a cigarette, right. you take a puff, and you go like immediately. You're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> and and weed isn't that. Weed is the slow burn, right? And, and I also, always fuck up. And also, <laughs> um, what they figured out this thing as in like, oh no, this certain type is for day use. And this certain type is for at night. So I'm the same way, dude. Like even when I do stand up, I don't smoke on the days before stand up. I won't. I that day is like just pure getting your right mind state. Um, and I'm still such a noob at comedy as far as the stand up goes. Like I've only been doing it since 2019 as well. Um, when I moved out here, so I'm really worried about being inebriated on stage. Like how that would make me feel and stuff so yeah i know i don't even drinking i uh, not until last year near just before the shutdown again that i feel comfortable having a beer or two and maybe hitting my vape once like just before stage or something just to put me in a little bit of a zone but uh i'd like to have my mind clear clear yeah right now like i'm i'm so new to comedy i'm still learning i'm not going up there to just do whatever. I try to tape as many sets as I can. I'm still trying to learn. I'm still, you know, uh, uh, so I treat it with respect at least. Um, but now I'm not drinking at all. So we'll see how that goes. Like when I get back <laughs> out in public, that might be hard too, because I'm such a personal person. I love being around people and yeah, love yeah. having a drink with peeps and um, things like that. So, uh, but I'm trying, man. I'm trying, dude. Yeah, no, it's not easy, this whole thing. But it's weird, too, because it's... I think I probably did, um, like, during the shutdown last year, I think I did more sets, like, actual sets, booked things and, and stuff, than I had done in the previous three years. I had a good year of comedy. Like, I had fun, even though with this yeah. pandemic and everything, um, comedy, I think, did well. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was really weird. I don't know. Well, I, it, it just Nina and myself alone, um, we noticed there was a bit of a hole in the scene. Like, and so we were just like, let's do shows. If they're going to let us do shows, let's do shows. And we wanted to give um, people a different place to go to because everybody had just been like, oh, you're, you either go to this place or you go to this place. And, yeah. And um, we just didn't want that. And we just like let's bang out shows. So we got a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday show, and then boom, shut down again. But hey, we'll be back. Yeah. When are they, did they they've extended it now again to like February something? I think first week of February or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> end of day February second or something. I love that that fucking. You got to put that in. Well, we have to type end of day because you're not allowed to do anything until the end of that day. It's like <laughs> fuck off. It's right. like the day the order came down. It was a Thursday, and we were doing the Heritage show right uh the last one the last uh pandemic shutdown and people were even freaking out that day is there a show tonight i'm like yes like they can't they're like it doesn't go into effect until the monday or something but it was a thursday they announced um or something so 
And then I was supposed to do my first ever headline set at House of Comedy on that Tuesday on the 25th yeah. that I had been working towards. And uh, I even did a headline at King's like to prep for it. And we shut down the Monday and Tuesday was that show. And we just had to can everything. And, uh, yeah. all, you know, it sucks for everybody. Everybody had to do a lot. But yeah, it was a horrible time, man. Yeah. Fuck. Well, now they're, um, what is this? There's some uh, um, physicians in Quebec have found some drug that they're like, oh, this actually really works really well for treating. I can't remember what it's called. Something colochine, I don't know. But um, I've seen a couple of, uh, a couple of, you know, news articles and they're saying it's, it's really good for treating it if you get sick with the COVID. Um, and then the vaccine is slowly rolling out so i don't know because like what's the deal with that i like see my thing is i'm really learning to stay away from like i don't keep up with the news anymore i can't feed into it anymore yeah i can't um i can't i just can't be in that world anymore and i don't want to be so as far as like keeping with the updates arguing with people online about this and that and wishing like it's just it is what it is um, when things open up again, they'll open up. I'll see how the world is, but I'm not keeping up with numbers. I'm not keeping up with yeah, I'm not, looking. I'm not keeping up with is the vaccine actually here and available? I, I yeah. don't know. My, my wife's on the numbers every day. Yeah. And it's a little bit like I, on, on the one hand, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, honey, do what you will, right? Sure, sure. And she's not, she's not like one of these extremists on either side, right? She's like, yeah, just, yeah. just just keeping up with it she's just kind of watching it she watches the news um i yeah i'm like okay but like this is everybody's situation is different you guys have a family you're with you're with people you you do things you have to be around certain events maybe and things like that just True. a bachelor dude man i don't have kids or here to worry about i don't have grandkids to worry about here and like i understand why some people keep up on it and want to know but for me, it's like, you know, when things open up again, they open. I'm I'm kind of like more of a, this is just bullshit kind of thing that, like, as in far as, like, shutting everything down. Yeah, I'm on the Stopping the economy because of this is ridiculous. Uh, I think, like, it's just nuts, man. Like, I... And I, and I said this in the first shutdown, and uh, I took a lot of flack from my friends, but they're... Because they're all like, well, what about my grandma or what about this person I'm like well then that person should quarantine and you should take care of them yeah. Um, yeah like if your grandma is that like if there's an issue like that then you work on that with her personally keep her somewhere deliver things to her but have them sanitize or stay somewhere for 24 hours before she touches them like just that's your duty yeah yeah no. like to shut all that down for <clears throat> everybody else it's just too much man. right that's what yeah. i didn't agree with yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree completely. It's like, I, I feel like if they had just instituted like, okay, everyone wears masks in stores, you know, mm -hmm. limit, limit capacities, that's sure. fine, but let everything be open. Sure. If they had done that from the beginning, there wouldn't have been so much of a pushback. Well, the damage and the depth and everything caused by the lockdown is actually worse. And I know- yeah. Over, well, overdoses suicides yeah things like that and also like think about like you know how many people and how many like you're worried about kids the kids and things like that you know how many third world country people can't 
get the supplies because of the lockdown and how many will die from that, like as far as starvation, poverty, things like that. Like the yeah. world is going to suffer huge from these lockdowns. Well, there are more ramifications from this. And all the small businesses are dying. And that too. Like it just doesn't make sense to me, man. All the big corporations are fine. And like that's when you, you know. make it political, right? Like now you're making it political and like th- that's what they've done, you know. And now yeah. it's very, it's very annoying. It is, man. Anyway, let's not talk about but that. It's depressing. I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. <laughs> let's talk about Conor McGregor getting his ha- ass handed. <laughs> oh him. shit, dude! So uh, when I'm watching that fight, though, like something about Conor, like. He looks good, right? Like he always looks like he belongs. He always looks comfortable to me. Yeah. Um, but then you think about it, and it's like the dude's fought once a year for the last three, four years. Like you know, like he's just yeah. like he fought once, and then uh, it could be or something before could be he fought, and then it took a year, and then he fought could be or something. And, and it's been Khabib two years fight. since. Khabib. Yeah, and that's right. And then he only fought once since then, last January, and then yeah. he fights this January. I don't think you can stay as good as you are and as great as you are, and he is, and he's great. But these guys in this game, they fight it like you know every few months. They're training every day. Yeah, life isn't filled with boat trips and a lot of it, and like selling whiskey. Uh, Connor's his mind is just somewhere else, but he is amazing and great. But dude, congrats to Koye, man! Like that dude, oh, dude, that was awesome, man. But see, that's the thing. And I, and, and I found that because I'm, I'm sitting in the bar and there's two dudes sitting over to my right, right? That were like, the one guy was cool. I was fine with him. His buddy was like the wapa, 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 big, loud, talking, fucking, yeah, fucking. So annoying, dude. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, dude, <laughs> Connor hasn't fought in two years. That's right. That's right? right. And Poirier has been on a tear for like yeah, the last yeah. two years. He deserves He's, it, man. He has fought every high-level guy, and, and that's what performed. I mean. Performed. He's been active as well. Like, yeah, Connor. So I retire. I'm not retired. I re- oh, now the money's right up. Or yeah. when he's fighting with Dana, I'll yeah. never fight in the UFC again. It's like a John Jones thing, man. <laughs> a little like, bit. Eh? That's annoying, dude. Like you know, like some of the greatest fighters are just fighting once every two years. Yeah. You know what, though? You know what would be cool? Like, I, I, I like this idea, of, like, sometimes I like this idea of, like, super fights. You know how they did that bad motherfucker belt? Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, cool fights like that, that's fine. That's cool. I like that because it's it's just like a um, a competition between two guys that you've seen. You, you know that they're great. It's not part of the contention for rankings right. and the belts yeah. and stuff. Um, like when, uh, uh, when GSB came back to fight Bisping, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's those, I think those are the types of guys that should fight each other. The guys Khabib, who are like, Khabib says like, he has talked so much about GSP and how much he wanted, he wants to fight him, you know, like, even though he retired, Khabib has said, you know, the only thing I would ever come back for is a Khabib fight, but I mean, I, for a GSP, a GSP fight. Yeah. yeah. I would fucking watch the shit out of that. I, w- I would even travel to fucking Fight Island, Abu Dhabi. Here I come, <laughs> oh, right? But it would uh, it, it would yeah. almost be worth it. Like it's, I, I agree, I, I agree. Like a lot of people say, oh, GSP is like whatever older now, but GSP has always kept in shape and in fighting mode. Oh, constantly, 
Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's more of like, you know, that's your, that's going to bring in the money for Dana, that, those type of things, you know, like the Brock Lesnar fight. Oh, uh, yeah. The Brock Lesnar area didn't, yeah. Your didn't. eye roll. I'm such a Lesnar. I'm a big dude wrestling fan, so that's <laughs> And still to this day, dude, like, I watch wrestling, like, uh, and I mean, like, all of them, all the shows, like, hours and hours, the Mondays, the Tuesdays, the different companies. I even watch New Japan wrestling, like, Japan. It's oh, wow. called New Japan, but it's it's just the Japanese, the WWE in Japan. Um, yeah, and just because of that, like to me, when Brock goes to the UFC and dominates, it's almost like wrestling fans have something to be proud of. Yeah. Uh, as in like, yeah, see, our guys are still tough, you know, they're still, he, even he, though, yeah. He is an absolute fucking freak of nature. He is, right? Like, I mean, yeah, he, he had always been an absolute freak of nature. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but they, uh, UFC should bring back the actual tournaments they had. Like they would have tournaments where you fight more than once in a night, like yeah. things, like the Hoist Gracies. That's tough, dude. That is. I know, tough. I know. But I mean, like, I I remember watching those UFCs. I would run to the video store and we'd uh, rent them on all the old UFCs, like on VHS and shit. <laughs> you should fuck me. This is like almost exactly like the conversation I was having last night with Matt. Oh, shit. Because he was talking about the same thing. He's like, yeah, we used to rent the UFCs on there. Yeah. I remember always basically <laughs> wrestling in a gi. Like, yeah. like, you know, there was just so many weird... And the weight classes didn't fucking matter. You had a yeah. big fucking uh, bar dude fighting on Hoist Gracie, like Tank Abbott. Yeah, Tank Abbott, no teeth, big fucking belly. Um, who was that fucking dude? There was that one dude who um, I think it was a black guy. He had one boxing glove on. Oh, do you no. remember that guy? He was like in a white karate gi and one boxing glove, and that's how he I, would fight. I don't remember his name, but yeah, it's just like, <laughs> things like that. Just <laughs> ridiculous. Just totally ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Now they need six months in between fights uh, if they get punched once. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the gloves are terrible. Those fucking UFC gloves are awful. Well, you see the there's a bare knuckle fighting thing. Have oh, you watched any of that? What's that called again? It's um, called bare knuckle fighting or something. Bare knuckle fight, <laughs> something like that. But uh, um, straight up, the dudes. I think they're in California or something. Um, yeah, I saw something. I, I like. I, I found like a. I think it might have been. I even been on YouTube for a second, and. Um, it's funny. I would have thought if you're bare knuckle fighting, grapple, grapple, ground and pound. Right. No, they just stand there and fucking fisticuffs, punch each other in the face. <laughs> right, right. It's it... <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing? That'd be the last thing I do. Oh, totally. Like I, I clinch, clinch, knees, yeah, elbows. Yeah. Sure. Rock and roll. All the stuff you used to. Don't fucking punch the guy in the forehead with your bare hand. Like <laughs> you ever see the ever, there's one. I don't know if they're still going or they're still underground, but it's like a six on six. Like, is it, was that the Russian thing? I think so. Yeah, they're just yeah, lined yeah, yeah. up on the walls and you just go at each other. Yeah. But eventually, like, if you take two down on one team, then you just team up on the other yeah. team. And eventually, there's like there could be five on one, and you're just like, oh shit, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I've seen some of those. Those are nuts. <laughs> fucking nuts. Those Russians are crazy, bro. Look, and they're like they're like stomping on the guy while he's on the ground too. Like it's like okay, well that's a little more than I can't I can't get into that stuff. But I'm just pointing out these extreme things I've definitely seen on YouTube as well. And I'm like, that's a thing. Holy shit! Dude. I went down I went down a fucking rabbit hole one night. Um, 
uh, okay, let's be honest. It wasn't one night. It was the middle <laughs> of a, it was the middle of a work day, and I didn't. I was not motivated to work. So <laughs> down this fucking rabbit hole watching um because they, they have like medieval fights where guys are in like they have like blunt swords and blunt axes and blunt maces and they're all in fucking armor. Oh shit. And they're fighting and they're just bang, smash, bang, and they're beating the fuck out of each other. That is the craziest thing. That's fucking wild. Oh dude, it's so cool, but at the same we're time. Just, we're just eventually going back to a Coliseum. Like let's just build a Coliseum. Well, that's the thing, right? The only thing that's changed about us is the technology, and that's it. Right, right. We're, we're exactly the same with everything else. Everyone likes, we still like the same shit. We do, as long as it doesn't lead to death. Like, we don't fight to the death anymore. Um, I, I'm pretty sure some people do in some parts of the world. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. We don't no. release tigers. Like, we could release... No. <laughs> Throw a bear in there with Khabib. Like, imagine, like, because he used to fight bears, man. He's already, yeah, I saw that video. He was wrestling a bear. Jesus. All of a sudden, it's like, Khabib, your next component. It's the same bear. He remembers <laughs> you. This is and, the rematch from and, 30 years ago. And we let his claws grow back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's going to maul shit at you. He still has the scar on his face. The bear is missing some hair, like, across <sighs> his eye. <laughs> you did this to me. Now that that is a scar that you could be proud of. That's right. Yeah. Like yeah. a fucking oh. like grizzly paw slash across your face or oh. your chest or your back, whatever. Just oh, oh yeah, I I'd saw. Did you ever? Did you see that dude who got attacked by a fucking bear? And he he like managed to get away, and then um, he was like live streaming on his phone. His ear is like hanging off. Oh God, no, I didn't He's see. Got this. like slices on his back. Was it a bear? Oh. Or was it a cougar? Now. I think it was a bear. I'm 99% sure it was a bear. Fucking wild. And he's walking along. His his hat's all torn up. His shirt's all torn up. He's like, I just got attacked by a bear. I'm trying to get back to my truck. There's a bit there. Use that same video, but he's coming out of a club. And it's like a cougar. It's a cougar club. (laughs) So it's just, oh my God, those cougars are fucking wild. It's just old 50-year-old women with Big fake yeah. claws and they're like, come on, bitch, give us the door, puts a broom through the door so they can't get out. You just see cougar hands everywhere. I had enough of that when I was bouncer, man. I had a way yeah. of fuck. Oh, you me. did of course you did bouncing. You see oh. it was no, like yeah. Everyone's in line, come up, okay, cool. Here's my ID. Cause legally to enter the bar, I need your ID. I don't give a fuck what you look like. I need your ID. And this woman comes up and she's 55 if she's a day, you know, and she's wearing like a leather booster. She's like old school cougar, right? Like, and like long in the tooth cougar, right? That's a liger. Oh, dude. She goes, oh, aren't these enough? And she pushes her tits up into my face. And I swear to God, they were, it was like she was pushing two saddlebags at me because <laughs> they were so like she was like one of those chicks that did like the fake tan all the time or yeah, like the, yeah. the tanning beds. So it was just like leathery and gross and lots of like oh. liver spots and stuff. That's and I'm disgusting. like, I need I need to see your ID. Hon. I don't have my ID. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and she had on like the fake. This is the bar that I worked at at one point turned into a cowboy bar. Is that here in Vancouver? Yeah, it was the Bourbon. Oh, the in, Bourbon. Uh, yeah, it was a cowboy bar for a little bit. I performed there. And uh, did you? Yeah, not as a cowboy, but as a comedian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what show? What was it? What was the show? Was so it, like a- it was uh, Vancouver Comedy Uncensored. Oh, okay. VCU. Um, it was. 
at the time, Adrian Joseph, and this is when I just first moved here and I didn't know anybody. Right. And uh, they asked if I wanted to come do a show. So it was, uh, I, I did that one a few weeks. And then they, Vancouver Comedy Uncensored ended up splitting up and one became Comedy Ring. And the other one, I think they kept Vancouver Comedy Uncensored. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah. So I did, I did maybe three or four shows there. There's a few videos up on my YouTube channel that have uh, the bourbon sets in there. Oh, I have to look that up again. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was, uh, it's a weird place because it's such a long. Yeah, like, it's, it's it's long just, and deep and then it's really flat for, for where the stage is. The stage is huge and stuff, but it's like you have people all the way to the side playing pool over here or you have. Yeah. yeah so, but yeah, no, I, that's awesome that you did bouncing there. That's a. It's, it's a pretty good venue for, um, uh, cause when I first started there, I started there in like, in like 2008, you know, cause everything fucking fell apart financially. Right. Yeah. So I couldn't get a job. I, I, I finished my con the one contract that I had in animation and then I couldn't get another job cause there weren't any. And, um, I had done a couple nights there as a favor to a friend cause he was working there part-time. And then, uh, I, I just said, do you have any shifts? And they said, yeah, I can give, we can give you five nights a week. And I'm like, okay. And right. I did that for almost two years straight. Like just that. Cause I was trying to, I was, I was a little bit lost at the time too. Like I didn't really, yeah. you know, and it was not <laughs> in truth. It was a very dark time for me. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at it. No, no. Phrase, it's a dark time. It's Absolutely laugh at it. Cause I felt, I mean, the whole time that I was only working there, I, I felt like a fucking failure and, you know, like I didn't. And then, but then finally that whole thing shifted and then, you know, the economy started coming back and animation kicked back in again. And I got back in and then I was working in animation nonstop with like no breaks ever since kind of thing right wow um that's good that's uh, that's good the bourbon was the bottom and i can see that being the bourbon <laughs> but but the funny thing with that is i still i don't know i think i had like a i, I felt like i had to like make up for the shitty time so yeah. i was working in animation but i was still working friday and saturday nights at the bourbon gotcha gotcha and i i did that for five more years wow so you gotta tell me i know the type of neighborhood that that place is in how much crazy <laughs> shit did you see at that place? Or did you have to deal with? You know what? The craziest thing that happened, I wasn't there for. Really? Which was, and it was a, it was, was not even a busy night. It was like a Thursday night or something. And um, this guy was sitting basically at the, you know, they have that, there's the front, the one door and the other door. And then there's yeah. like tables in between. Yeah. There was a guy sitting by the window with a couple people. Some dude came in basically leaned over that little wall, that half wall thing, stabbed him with a hunting knife. Holy shit. And my buddy is like working. He's like, what the holy shit? Fucking tackles the guy. They fucking run that guy down, call the ambulance, put pressure on the wound, all this shit, right? Yeah. That was that was probably the craziest thing that... that holy I've, fuck. There yeah. was that, and then the one time that I saw a guy... Um, <laughs> he was uh, let's just say he was a bit inebriated not to the point not to the point where he's like like gonna fucking pass out fall on himself or anything right, like right. you know when you're a bit drunk and you're kind of a little stumbly yeah. yeah and he was on his phone right he's on his phone like, and he was outside and he stepped off the curb and tripped off the curb um, just as a bus was coming by oh, fuck, man. so he he basically caught the bus with his forehead 
Now the bus wasn't flying by. There's a bus stop right there. So it had just been stopped and it had just taken off. So it was going maybe seven kilometers an hour, but he still took a fucking bus to the head. (laughs) And like this part of his forehead just kind of went like this, like the skin just. And so we're like, Oh Jesus, with like getting down and and we're like keeping people away. That's always, that was always 99% of the biggest problem is when something serious, quasi serious even like happened was trying to keep the guy who's either being thrown out or we're trying to help trying to keep his fucking friends away where's my buddy like what are you gonna do you're gonna put his head back together (laughs) just give us give us some space the ambulance is on its way right you know like you'll be fine but i mean yeah it was i mean it wasn't a bad place on the whole i mean there was some weird shit but Yeah, yeah yeah you know yeah no that's awesome dude cool cool uh, yeah, I have nothing against the place. I, uh, I enjoyed the shows there. They were fun. And uh, the, the um, I can't remember their names, but the owner and the bartender, they enjoyed, like, they loved it. And, yeah, we had a good time. Yeah. I cool. haven't been back since, so I don't no, know. I haven't, been, I haven't been back there in ages. Yeah. They were doing, um, I, I didn't even thought about them for, like, a couple of three years. And then uh, well, when a couple of the girls at, uh, at the studio were like, oh, we uh, went and did some karaoke. They got karaoke night on Thursday nights. I'm like, oh, yeah, where? She's like, at the bourbon. I'm like, really? <laughs> You're in karaoke at the bourbon. That's interesting. Maybe I should swing by. But I remember swinging by once, and I was like, I didn't know any of the bouncers anymore. Yeah. And I, oh, they're all like, uh, what do you want? Like, they're all fucking attituding me and shit. And I'm like, dude. Okay, fucking, I've been checking people out here for ages. You just, like, you just push your boobs up and you're like, is this yeah. enough? <laughs> enough? My, my furry, my furry nipples. Come here. And they're like, oh, yes, sir. Oh, really? <laughs> and, uh, well, this bar has changed quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It was funny when it was a country bar, though, because they made us all wear like, um, well, like shirts like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes. I mean, we had black shirts, whatever. There was a point where they were like, oh, we're going to give you guys like collared shirts and you're all going to wear ties. And we all went, are you fucking stupid? (laughs) Are these going to be clip on ties? Because I'm not putting a handle around my fucking neck, dummy. Get out of here. We had enough problems. Get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah, no shit. But they had a mechanical bull for a bit. (laughs) It was pretty funny. It was. I only saw two girls pull their shirts off. Oh, okay. And they're on the bull, and then they got like I don't know why I don't like I wouldn't have thought there was like I guess there's like some kind of bylaw or regulation that they can't be naked, really, even even partially or something. I don't know. I I rip my shirt off on mechanical bulls all the time. Yeah, see, there's something. It's but it's because it's boobies, like lady boobies. Oh, I got boobies. Yeah, <laughs> and they are fantastic. They're fabulous. <laughs> There's something well, about the ones that could properly function as man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not nursing anybody. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Me neither. <clears throat> but yeah, no, that's been that was fun. So you're doing a podcast, eh? I'm trying. I'm trying this thing out. I'm like, I did the last one right, and it was like two hours. <laughs> yeah. And the wife's like, no one's going to listen to that. No one's going to listen. It's too long. It's got to get shorter. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm going, okay, look. The 99% of the reason I'm doing this is so that I don't go insane. Right, right, right. Like, I haven't, I haven't talked to, and like, there's nothing. I can't go out and do comedy. I can't, there's no one I can talk to. Yeah. Like, this is, all this is what you do now. This yeah. 
like all the shit that I was that I was joking about on stage, you know, like my wife and I need to see other people, all that shit, that is slowly becoming true because there's really <laughs> no one else that we're seeing. You know what I mean? And even she's feeling it too. She's like, I fucking would love to go back to the office. Buddy, I don't doubt it, man. It must, it's, uh, that's your escapes, right? Especially when you live with somebody and you're married and you need that time away so you can enjoy the time together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that's the way, man. There's I, the amount of divorces or relationships breaking apart during the pandemic must have been fucking high. Like I don't know for sure. I'm just guessing, but my hypothesis is that that's the. Well, I know, I know, I know one couple that's broken up already. So. And they were together a long time before. Yeah, they were like kids and everything, right? So. Shit, eh? Now I don't know if they were having problems before the pandemic. If That's... if they were, either way, like the pandemic's gonna make it the end. Like, oh, it's yeah. gonna it's, it's gonna, gonna exacerbate it. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. But uh yeah, no. It's it's uh the first shutdown in March. I kinda I yeah, I didn't know what to do, man. For like a month I was because right then like shows were just going great. I was just starting working with Nina and um so like I was getting stage time all over the place. I'm finally getting the hang of it and then bang. And then you shut down. I didn't write for like over a month. I didn't know what to do. I, I like I hadn't written one joke in over a month. And to me, I was like, that's crazy. I always try to write as much as I can, but I don't, my writing style is not like I don't set time. Oh, I have to write from eight till nine on this day. Yeah. I, I just go about my day and I spend so much time alone because it's, you know, without a significant other or kids, I get to be with my thoughts and as soon as the thoughts come in, it's just you pull out the phone and you fucking add it to the file. I yeah. get back to it later and I work on it. And I'm like, but right away I know, ooh, that's a bit. Like I know it's going to come out to be a bit or something, right? Like so. And if I don't jot it down, it's gone. It's fucking just the weed takes over. The thought is gone. <laughs> so, uh, but um, I hadn't done that for so long and I didn't know what to do. I hadn't left the house and that's when the drinking really got worse. And, uh, mm. but eventually I started, I did my first zoom show because at first I was like, who wants to do zoom? Like that's stupid for comedy. How can you hear anybody? I need an audience. This is weird. A month later, someone asked me to do a zoom show, Brunella. And, uh, I love her. And she, uh, I said, all right, yeah, I'll do it. And it was not just comedy. Like they had a musical act. They had something else. And I, and I actually really enjoyed it. And it went and, when we finished, everything kind of went back to normal as far as like I started writing again, I started feeling better. Um, it's just, I guess I just had to do something. I don't know, man, I, but without it, I couldn't do anything. Then I started working on comedy snacks and just doing that from home, zooming it. Then we eventually went to the Vanna Theater, but yeah, man, I, I, you have to be strong, I think, to get through those shutdowns. Like I, I'm sure it destroyed a lot of people, man. But one thing about it, as far as comedy and stand-up goes, this kind of resets the table a bit. Yeah. Like when we get back to doing shows, it's almost like everybody's starting again. Yeah. From, you know, from a certain level. And uh, I'm okay with that for a bit. <laughs> like, well, yeah. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. Because there was a long while there where, like, I was doing – I'd be doing your shows. I'd be doing – she who shall not be mentioned shows <laughs> honestly in um, all retrospect like i i hold nothing against this woman um i'm over that shit it was just i didn't want it to kind of turn into what it turned into but also 
Yeah. If I didn't say something, I'm being a. It was eating away at me what she had done, and it had nothing to do with me trying to attack somebody or anything. She had done something to me, and I was just feeling like, and I was keeping it in, and everything. I tried to act like everything was normal on the Everybody, everything was normal, and she had done nothing. I just had to finally share it and get it out there. And like I said in the post, I was like, I won't respond on this anymore. I'm not even going to comment. Um, but everybody kind of went at her, and and then I said it. And you know, over time, you start being like who cares like it's over with i got it out there i don't give a, i hold no hard feelings yeah. um i'm fine i don't i like i never want to be a person who makes somebody feel bad no matter what no i hear you um no matter like yes they did something to me i spoke my piece i got it out there i did it in a way where i was like look guys yes something this happened to me um but i never want to attribute to bullying or to making somebody feel horrible, you know, it's uh, yeah. No, I hear you. You learn a lot all the time. I'm I'm older, but I'm still learning. Um, we're all, you know, I can't hang on to that stuff. I can't. No, no, nor should you. No. Um, and I didn't. I didn't really. I wasn't really trying to bring it up or anything like that. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. And on 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 the the topic of like, it's kind of resets the table. Yes, everybody is that, you know, I, I was doing shows and I wasn't seeing all like the quote unquote bigger names coming out to do stuff. Right. 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 And then when they kind of started going, oh, maybe I can come and do a show. And yeah, this guy comes up and he, he, he basically ate his dick. <laughs> so, oh, I haven't done this in six months. And it's like, well, yeah, well, we've been out here. Right. And been, I noticed that too, Walter. Um, one show, like when we were doing shows and when me and Nina were doing our show, I, I'm booking, right? Like, so I'm booking mm-hmm. for these shows. I'm reaching out to people. I would reach out to these certain names of comics who you're like, okay, these people are a draw. They're bigger comics. I have to reach out to them. Um, none of them wanted to do anything. Like, you know, everything's kind of crazy. I don't want to do anything. But all these other comics are just coming and be like, yeah, I'll take that spot. I'll take this spot. I'll take that spot. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's what you had to do. And that, but as even me as a booker, yes, I can, from my perspective, that's exactly what was happening. It took a while for those comics to finally come back out around. And uh, they were still hesitant, um, I found, with anything like when I'm booking for even coming to do my shows. I think, I don't know, I, I got a weird feel. I felt, <sighs> I'm okay, when, you're do, when you've done something for long enough. Yeah. Like anytime, anytime someone asks me, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I'm working animation. And I say it like that when I'm working animation. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, it's amazing. It's so cool. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's, it, it, it's, I feel it some days like Lucille Ball trying to eat all the chocolates before they get off the end of the fucking <laughs> You know what I mean? Cause that's, that's the way it works. It starts at one end and it goes, and the longer you're in something, the more it kind of just becomes normal and almost kind of mal- like it's like a general yeah. malaise that kind of comes over it. Yeah. It's not that there's anything wrong. That's not that I don't enjoy my work and I'm not, not happy to be doing it. But, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's not as it's not as fucking holy shit as you might think. Right. So right. In, in that respect, I kind of wonder if those people who have been they've been around for a long time and they've been like headliners and if they kind of went, well, I'm not going to do that right now because there's just not big enough shows out yeah yeah i get what or if they're just like oh i've got some time off i've i've been slogging away at this for so long now i have a i have a reason to, to take a fucking step back and just breathe for a bit 
I think it's more of the former. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's more of uh, because the shows that they would usually do, because me and Nina just came with these shows during the pandemic. So it's not shows that any of these comics did before. Um, so to them, like, well, you know, I, they didn't have their usual spot, whether it was the Yucks or whether it was the another, like a few other places that just never opened again. Yeah. Um, like because of those things weren't happening, they just didn't, I don't know, they didn't feel the need. Yeah, I think you're right on the first part a little bit. Or maybe it's a mix of both, but I really, I really feel like the first part. Yeah. And I I feel like what happened is to me, stand-up is like a muscle. It's a muscle in your brain. Um, and like any muscle, you can't get better at it or work it or make it stronger by doing it once, working it out once a month, say, or working yeah. it out once every two months. Yeah. So if that's all you're going to do stand up, you know, the only way to do it, you got to work it out as much as possible. Like as many spots, like the way I'm looking at it, I'm going to get as many of these spots now, since these other comics aren't taking them. Like if there's an opening here for shows, there's an opening for spots. That's how I let me and Nina look at it. We just made it. And if they didn't want to do it, fine. More to the people who did and will really wanted to work on their comedy and really wanted to get better. And I think that was the right time to do it. And we're probably going to have that again when things open again. Yeah. Those comics are still going to be hesitant again for a while. Um, good. So we're, yeah, good. We're going to take the spots again. We're going to get the shows all back and we're going to even make more then. Like, you know, we'll fill the space ourselves. And eventually you have to come to us if you want stage time. It's yeah, really yeah. going to come down to. Yeah. And uh, yeah, fine. If you don't want to work it out or you don't want to get back, you have it's like a wit. Like you get your stage wit back quick. Like when the first pandemic, when the shows came back, I was slow on stage as far as like comebacks or saying things, you know, to responding to people in the crowd or being on the cuff kind of thing. And it takes a while. You had to work. I had to work back at it, man. Like it was a muscle, dude. Yeah, you got to get comfortable again, and yeah, yeah, that's that's like the biggest thing that I've this last year I was trying to work on is just getting getting as comfortable as I can be on stage, and then having having material, but then being able to try to be able to just kind of fuck around with it a bit and not really care. That's yeah, seeing you from what from the first show I booked you until near the end, the last show. There's definitely a huge difference I saw in your stage presence from when you did Heritage there at the end. Was it just um, the beard? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it was fantastic, man. The crowd fucking loved you too. Um, it was a it was great really, show. I, it's I had um, like Sam, you know Sam Tonning, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I love Sam. Yeah, um, um, Sam Tonning, the very first time because I did I did that um, Laughter Zone one hundred and one that they do at a House of Comedy. That's the Jan Bannister one. Give me one Jan second. Like, you can keep talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like, the only set that I had ever done properly was on that night. That that because they do their showcase night. So I did the showcase night, and it's on YouTube, and it's awful. It it makes me it makes me want to carve out my own eyeballs. <laughs> Anytime someone says to me that, or that they they found it, oh, I found you on YouTube, and you just, I'm like, oh god, was it the? She's like, yeah, and I'm like, because I'm standing there like a fucking moron. I've got um a cue card with my set list in my hand oh. and it's it's in my fucking mic hand so it's covering oh. part of my fucking face and it's like <laughs> son of a 
bit and I never used it. I didn't refer to it once. It's like, why did you have that in your hand? Right, right, right. Why Stupid you- idiot. Right. And that, but that's like f- four years ago. Um, and then the first time that I went out after that, I went to the Seven Dining Lounge, which I think was probably, it was closed already by the time you got here. Right? Yeah, I, that was not open when I was here. Yeah. Um, and I walked in there. It was like close to Christmas. And uh, I walked in there for the open mic. And Sam Tonning, because he was one of the guys, it was him and Ed Kanye that were running it at the time. I've heard of that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he, he looks up, he's at the back of the, sitting there, and he looks up, he looks at me, and he's like, comedian? And I'm like, uh. like <laughs> you're a comedian, come on in. Hi, I'm Sam, blah, blah, blah. Really nice guy, right? Yeah. And so he's seen me, like, a shitload of times do horrible, fucked up, terrible material. And <laughs> He's seen me do mediocrely okay. He's seen me do whatever, right? So um, uh, one of the, what, maybe like the third or fourth to the last shows that I did before the shutdown again um, was um, at the Caveman in the basement. And Sam was there. And I did my, I did my what, seven minutes or something. And I come off. And it's all stuff you've heard before, right? Because I was working that set for a while. And uh, I come off and he comes up. He's like, that's the tightest and I, the best I've seen you ever work. You, it's great. You're doing an almost like. <laughs> Dude, isn't it the best feeling? I like, I, like coming from someone like Sam too. Right? Oh, yeah, totally. Right. Like, yeah. cause it's, he's a staple in the, in, in the Vancouver you, scene. You, someone you look up to too, as far as their stage time. Like when you see them on stage, you're like, wow, oh, totally. And totally. I feel that with Sam. So when Sam says something like, if any comedian that you look up to says something, I've had it happen from a few. Um, and and it just means so much more than some other person saying it, you know? It's just, yeah, like if there's someone in the audience, like, oh my God, you're great. I'm like, yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you, but yeah. yeah. Stop drooling on me now. But Go Sam ahead. gets it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but Sam gets it. And uh, he knows you've been working on it. And it's such a great feeling, man. Well, and there's some there's some comedians who are like, they wouldn't take the time to say something like that. Absolutely, dude. How dare they? Right. And yeah, absolutely, man. I and totally agree with you. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm trying. I was really, really enjoying just kind of the hang as well, just kind of because I was getting out to more shows and getting on yep. more shows, and and even if I wasn't on the show, I was trying to go see some more shows and just kind of hang out with people. And I was kind of actually building a bit of a, and then, and then they're like, well, no, you're not allowed to make people laugh anymore because laughter makes spit go into the air <laughs> and the spit collides together and it combines with the demon. And then the demon comes and it fucks your brain and then it gives you COVID <laughs> and then you all die. It's like, Oh, come on. The hang is, um, or like supporting at least other rooms and, uh, mm. Which is what I was getting into as well. Um, even with all like the shows we did on our own, if I could, I would always be at other shows if they were if it was an off night or I do what I can to support the room, right? Um, and that's what we need more of around because we don't have that here. I don't yeah. find it. I as like as much as it's I've never tried to ever be a part of any drama or any bullshit or any Thing with any other comic or producers or anything but just being a part of laugh wild and being a booker and putting on shows you see so much 
Yeah. And you're just like, why are you like that? Or why is this person this way? Or like, why? Like, it's it blows my mind. I'm like, if we all just actually supported each other, everything would, would be make a huge difference. Yeah. Um, if we didn't treat all new comics a certain way, like the higher upper comics, like if they were all a little more Sam Tawning, we'd be all right. And that's yeah. really the way to, I got to put that on a Hallmark card. And that's that's a t-shirt. If we were all just a little more Sam Tawning. If we all had a little more Sam Tawning in us. In us? <laughs> I just want a little bit in me. <laughs> Apparently that's all he has Sam. to offer anyway, but you know. <laughs> I just want a tip of Sam. <laughs> I just want any... a tip, Sam. Just give me a tip. Hey, Sam, you got any tips? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, think, Sam, if you ever do watch this, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm not sorry. I love you, Sam. <laughs> I want to get him on this. He was on. Um, have you seen? Uh, um, I feel. I I feel like I'm the only person who comments on Peter Grant's podcast because <laughs> <laughs> I watch it. I'll put it on on YouTube while I'm working, right? And I'm listening to it, and he's always like, he's constantly trying to do the "don't swear in the first five minutes" rule. Yeah, because yeah. if you swear in the first five minutes, you immediately get get demonetized. And I'm sitting there in my head thinking, "You're not fucking getting monetized anyway, sweetheart." <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you don't have enough followers yet, so what's the? I, exactly. I did his podcast, and I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> we tried to do that too, and I was just like, uh, "That's uh, sure you can try it, but what's the point now?" Like, yeah, what is the point? There's no point. This is it's it's. It's the same kind of thing as my wife telling me, oh, your podcast is too long. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm not, I'm not doing this to try and make a paycheck of any right, kind. Right, right. If something like that were to happen in the future, awesome, great, wonderful. And then you'll fix it and work around that. I'm, I'm for the, for once, like comedy, weirdly, comedy, aside from marrying my wife and having a child, comedy is the only thing I think I've done in my life that I, I did because I wanted to do it because I liked it. I loved it. I think Amazing. that's it. I think Amazing. that's it. Because there hasn't been any jobs that I did. I didn't get into animation because I loved it. I got into animation because my, my wife made a mistake and she asked me, if you could do anything you wanted to do, what would you do? And I said, oh, I'd probably, I don't know, maybe go into film. And then we've set about... You know, I went to my doctor and he's like, you know, you probably shouldn't be working where you're working because there's lots of dust and things. You have allergies and asthma and you, you should probably quit that job. And he wrote a thing. And so I brought that to EI and they said, oh, OK, well, you should quit that job. And I quit that job and they sent me back to school. Oh, really? OK. But they wouldn't send me to school for, for um, film because at the time that I was applying, there were too many people in the film industry because everyone was on hiatus okay they were all on ei so they said nope sorry can't right, do that right. so i had to holy shit and in a day completely reapply for and i figured animation okay it's got a lot of same you're gonna do camera things you're gonna do all this stuff and i could draw i was always you know kind of an artistic guy who could draw so i thought well that might be a good fit and so then i ended up doing that and then it's like you spend a year drawing on paper flipping pages <laughs> right like this is this is animation and i was like oh this is really cool and then you get out of school and they hand you a mouse how the fuck am i supposed to flip this <laughs> what, what am i doing with this hand oh this is first hotkeys like fuck really, and, really? there's no paper anymore none so that's so weird you think the course would be upgraded to it jesus yeah i don't 
really understand it. They had a really small, it was classical animation. Um, and you're drawing well, that's everything. Probably why. And then classical. Well, they only had classical and then they had 3D at the time. Really? Eh? And in classical animation, they had a very small segment where they, you did like a week and a half of flash. <clears throat> okay. Now I think they've changed a lot. They do like they've got like all the all the various you know things in there now. Actually, get them prepared for the job. Yeah, but then even then, it's like there's kids in high school. You can get you can get a um, you know all these different student editions that are free that you can do all the animation stuff. It just puts like a little watermark on the thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I got. So you. there's kids coming out of high school who know how to use 3ds yeah. Max and Maya and like. They know how to tech from a technical standpoint. They know how to use it. From an animation right. standpoint, ugh. <laughs> like none of their characters have any weight at all. Like, yeah, yeah. They slide everywhere. It's like, oh, come on, dude. Like they need. <laughs> that's when they need to sit down with a piece of paper, a few pieces of paper, and fucking draw a bouncy ball, and a sack of flour doing a backflip. Like those two little bullshit exercises. Yeah. I've taught, I've, I've actually taught them. I taught them, well, my daughter um, at her school, I went to her school and I taught them just the basics of animation. And it's like, hey, yeah, bouncy ball, stretch, squash, comes back up, goes back right, to right. stretch, squash, and then so timing. It, 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 that's like a whole good exercise. Yeah. That would, uh, that would help with that. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, dude. No. Yeah. It's so cool. So like, do you do that from home now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I actually, um, when the lockdown, the, the first lockdown started in March, I was just ending um, a contract at one studio. Oh, okay. And, and I had got signed on to another contract at another studio. And I was sitting there going, hmm, <laughs> I wonder, because they were already like, cutting people out of the out of the studio going no you can't come in no we're going to yeah. be doing this and i was like oh i wonder if this is going to get pushed back or something right and then my my producer called and he said um can you confirm your address and everything i'm like oh yeah this is it and he's like okay we're going to send you um a tower and a cintiq and they sent everything and i was like oh okay cool and right. so right. yeah been working at home for almost a year now which is, it gets a little weird. I do find that I have to leave the house from time to time. I have to just kind of go somewhere. Of course, man. That's, uh, you got to get out, man. Like, it's a, it's a good thing that we're not in complete lockdown type, like Ontario type of thing. Mm. So we do have, we can go to places. You can go to a restaurant at least. And you can go to a bar and at least watch McGregor. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like they shut that bar down at ten o'clock last night. Really? Eh? Like they closed at ten. They can She came walking up, and it was like quarter to ten. She's like, "It's last call," and we're like, "What? Already?" I guess because they can't even serve after ten, right? Ah, uh, yeah. So but, yeah. But I mean, I, it was. I don't even go. Like I haven't been to a bar or cared. Like did that in so long. But now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, so they must have to close early. There's no more like 2 a.m. stuff, of course. Yeah. Stuff like that. But I mean, I, I, outside of that and having to, you know, walk in with a mask 
and have a mask on to go to the bathroom. Everything else was almost completely normal. Like really, just yeah. sitting at the table. There's guys over at this table. There's guys over at that table. Right, right. There's more space between tables, but more right. or less, it was like kind of normal, and it felt normal. It was like it was a fucking great night to just to get out and good man. Yeah, you need that man. I think I quit drinking at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much I miss already <laughs> two weeks. Like, but you're not. You don't. You don't feel like you're like addicted or anything, right? You just. I do. You just, do no, you? I do. I do. Yeah, I do feel that. Like, I feel like I'm actually detoxing right now. Like, well, I'm, you possibly could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do. Like, I. There was one time last week where I actually walked into a liquor store, and I stared into the cooler at the beer, and I just stared for like. A minute, <laughs> it probably it felt like forever, uh, <laughs> and then I just walked away because uh, my buddy said something. Uh, Keller Reeves, uh, uh, I was he called me up a few a few days after I quit drinking, and uh, he said, "Okay, let's make a deal. Then don't have another drink until we meet it, until we meet up and we can have a beer together." And I was like, "Okay, okay, cool. I'll make that deal." And that thought came to my head while I was so I just walked out. And then I stood outside the liquor store for a while, you know, I just hung outside on a bench, listened to music and just contemplated, man, and then walked home. And it was just, yeah, I do feel it, man. And it's it, like, I, I drink every day. Like I had to drink every day, pretty much. It felt like, yeah. Hmm. So, Interesting. yeah. And even, um, and I'm noticing things like even uh, my buddy, I won't name him another comic he messaged me the other day we usually go out we used to go out and uh last time like we hang out we go we get sloshed at a bar and we just vent to each other like he vents to me we vent and we have guy time you know and he messaged me the other night he's like what are you doing let's go let's go hang out and i'm like oh he needs to vent and i just had to send a message right away like, i quit drinking and he's like well what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but i felt guilty man because he was making me feel a bit guilty he's like well what are we going to do? Or like, I, I, I was, because I wrote, I was like, but I still want to hang out with you and stuff at times. Like, I'm just pointing out, I just want to get it out of the way that I'm attempting to stop drinking before we dive into anything about plans, where to go. He's like, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll go to the library and hang out. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> he started making me feel pretty guilty about it. And I started, like, you know, I know he wasn't probably meaning to, or he's just being a comic, being yeah. funny through text. But by the end of it, it was like, all right. He's like, uh, I guess we have nothing to hang out for anymore. We didn't say it. But it, that's kind of what you it's felt. Kinda, yeah, and it's kind of like, well, I guess I lost a venting buddy. You know, and you start thinking, fuck, dude, like, shit's real. Yeah. But uh, I guess I was I still come to the realization. I'm like, damn it. I got to figure out a way to hang out with this guy. And because uh, he's a good bud, but, you know, I guess that's it. That's, that was what we did. It's it's funny the the things that you like the things that keep people together and, and hanging out like yeah yeah it's not necessarily something good it's not necessarily something no, that no. can be consistent you know what I mean like most of my friends over the last you know decade and a half have all been work friends yeah because I don't I didn't have any time to yeah yeah you know and I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up in high school and whatever and. Like a couple of buddies, but I mean, they all have fan. Then they get families and they all move away. Dude, or it happens. That's what happens to everybody, right? Yeah. I, I, um, weird. Like I come from a unique situation in Toronto where 
me and my fucking high school, even before high school buddies, like my fucking buddies I grew up with, we stayed buddies. They did get married. They did get kids, have kids, but we still, like, we still kept the group tight. Like, we hung out all the time still. We always partied still, even though, like, we still managed to do that. So it was a unique situation. So, but I know that that doesn't happen usually. Once high school ends, you see people fall, like, you know, you separate, you go your separate ways. Um, but like even the girls that we hung out with, they married into the guys in the group. So we all still stayed tight. It wasn't like, oh, the wife's here. We got to go. Like the wife was a part of the group too. Uh, so I always had that. But when I moved out here, yeah, I lost all that. And all my buddies now are just comic friends. Like I swear my Facebook is just comedians now and a few buddy, my buddies in Toronto. But I mean, like, that's my only buddies out here. Like, that's, I, I have to learn to hang out with these fucking comedians. Yeah. Not the easiest thing all the time. But like, those no. are the people where it's like, <laughs> you realize your relationship was staying together because you were drinking together and venting. Even though the drinking, I didn't think was a big part of why we hung out. It was the venting. I loved talking and venting with this guy. And that's how we had our guy time here. We connected. But now I look at it and I'm like, shit, if I'm not drinking, look what just happened. We didn't hang out that night. Like, yeah. He, like he messes somebody else, you know. Yeah, that's it's a weird. Yeah, that's the thing. Alcohol is just like it's a lubricant. Yeah, like I mean, it's a depressant too, as well, big big time. But it's also it's just it's it's very much the reason that some people can even just go out. Yeah, and, and yeah. talk to other people sometimes, you know, like which is really it's kind of sad in a way because yeah. you know it's like of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's good. It's good for you that you're, you're like, you, you have enough presence of mind and enough self-awareness to go, actually, you know what? This is, I don't actually need that. And it's not necessarily good for me in these yeah. doses. Yeah. It's certainly not good for you when you're alone. Like I don't drink. Right, right. And that's all I did. Like I, I, honestly, man, for the last two years, I've been a very high functioning alcoholic as in work every day, come home, get to that show, um, leave that show, get drunk at home, wake up, go to work early on the transit. Still no hang. Like I was functioning. Nobody had a clue, man. Like nobody knew that this was my life. Like I couldn't go anywhere, go to a comedy show without making sure I had beer in the fridge at home when I got home. That was what was keeping me sane. That was like the wind down. Just going home and winding down. You roll up my joint. Before I knew it, I had five tall boys in me and i was like all right time to pa- eat and pass out time to order something horrible yeah yeah and that's what <laughs> dude so moving what i when i say i move and i have a gym in this building and i've now since two weeks now i've been going to that gym every day man nice and uh uh just doing cardio right now right like because i did this weight loss thing before and i changed my life before and i did, I did it six years ago and then I gained it all back, got depressed, did all this, had to move out here, change my life again. And now it's time to do the physical change because I was still drinking. Like I, I now I had to move out of that space. I'm in a positive spot now with my best bud from Ontario was our plan from years ago. And now it's finally into fruition. And we're, 
think I have, it, we moved into a place with a gym. So that works out perfect. I'm eating better. I'm not ordering. I haven't even ordered anything since I've been here. And I was ordering skip the dishes daily and drinking daily by myself for two years. And then, especially during the pandemic, but yeah, I was anyway. And now eating better, not just the non-drinking for the last two weeks and using cardio, the elliptical at the gym downstairs here every day for about 35, 40 minutes. I swear to God, I must be losing weight. Like, and just that alone, no beer and no, and working out like, and like that alone, I feel so much better. Like, so, and now it's like, I think about drinking a lot, but then I go, but I'm, I'd ruin everything I just did for two weeks. Right. Right. So that is a good deterrent. And every day that deterrent gets bigger and harder because now it's longer and I don't want to ruin that time. So. That's how I'm going at it every just day by day now, man. I have a whiteboard here. I'll try to show you. It's on the wall. I don't know. But oh, yeah. one of the things on there, the bottom says abstain from drinking, and it's a daily thing. And I check that box. I'll check it again when we're done. I have your podcast at 8 p.m. <laughs> uh, gym store. Uh, defeat Goro Mojima in Yakuza 7. That's been, that's been driving me insane, this motherfucker, dude. And then podcast 8 p.m. with Walter and abstain from drinking. And I keep out of abstain from drinking. I just erase the check mark. I do it every day, man. That's good. Well, that's the thing, right? Consistency is always the thing. I'm struggling with consistency in terms of working out because it's... Yeah. I, I, I can't, I've, I've tried to do the get up early in the morning. I have an elliptical in my house. I have a Bowflex. I have kettlebells. I have, I have, I have like, you got fuck all for excuses, son. Like, <laughs> so it's not the access problem. Oh no, not at all. So I try, I've, I've managed it a couple of times where I get up at 5 a.m. and you go downstairs and you get on the elliptical and I put on a show, you know, you put on John Wick or something, something fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. going to get you going. And it's like, yeah, like you said, like 30, 35 minutes, yeah. just, just get through this, right? Just, get just, through, man. just go, 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 go. And I found out something very, very important. Um, one, I don't like doing that. <laughs> and, and, and two, um, if you're going to do cardio early in the morning, make sure you brush your teeth first, <laughs> because when you get 15 minutes into it and you're breathing heavy and you're tasting and smelling your own breath as it is heaving in and out of your hideously disgusting mouth and chest, it's just like, oh, <laughs> it's just, it's awful. It's yeah. totally off. I'm more of a kind of a, I, I, I am going to try again to just like regiment my day a little bit. Get up at five, have yeah. a shower, brush your teeth, have a coffee, get ready, might get my work things ready, kind of do a little bit of work for 45 minutes or whatever, then go downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, man. That's the good thing about it's here in the building and it's public to other people. So for me, I, I like, I'm not just going down there and still being private. Like, so I have to be prepared. Like, as in, I make sure like I'm up here, I shower, I eat breakfast before I go down. Like those things are all done. When I go down there, I'm ready for that 30 minute elliptical and then I'll do something light on one of the machines. Right now, the free weight section is kind of blocked off in the yoga section, but we have all machines for everything. I don't know why. It's so, so stupid. Yeah, that seems strange. It is strange, and it's so dumb. You're, it's just you're breathing thing. heavier it's on the fucking treadmill than you are on. <laughs> it's so dumb. Um, so, yeah, then I'll do something light, and I'll leave. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a good routine. 
Uh, I'm going to do it is like at least do this for a bit. I have to lose a lot of weight before I can jump into actually lifting weights again and doing weight training. And this is more about just cardio and drop those pounds, like uh, sweat, sweat and drop those pounds. Man. I got a couple of, I got a, I have one friend in specific, um, Kim. She is the smallest little Vietnamese girl. Like she is tiny. Like I've picked her up with one hand and put her on my shoulder. Like she's that's that's how small she is. And she got into rock climbing a couple of years ago. And now she has built in her room and she does she does like full Instagram stories about this shit. Like she gets up, she gets up fucking five, six, whatever it is in the morning, and she's she runs 5K in the rain, in the cold, in the whatever. And then she gets home and then like later in the day, she's got like, she, she made like, um, like a, well, she has like the chin up bar for doing yeah. chin ups and shit. And then she made one of those boards that you put rock climbing hand grips on. Oh she, shit! No she's shit. fucking doing that shit too. And on the one hand I'm thinking that's really impressive. That's amazing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of you, Kim. That's great. And on the other hand, I'm going, you weigh fucking nothing. <laughs> you weigh nothing. <laughs> Try weighing what I fucking weigh and do. And then do a pull up and climb a wall. Like climb, a rock. <laughs> climb a rock with me on your back and uh, see how it goes. Right. What are you? Okay. I'm going to ask you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'm weighing first. And then if you are comfortable, you can tell me I'm, I, the last time I stepped on the scale was probably two weeks ago. And I was, I, I it was two sixteen. I'm, I'm well, I'm well, I haven't weighed myself for the last time I did. I was 400 and that was, I was smaller than I am now. What? Believe it or, believe it or not. Yeah. Wow. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that Yeah. at all. I, I because I carry myself differently. Um, I, when you think of someone that size, you think they're like, you know, I keep myself clean. Like, you know, I'm very active. I still keep myself clean and presentable. Mm -hmm. So it, it gives off a different look than most people my size. Um, when you see people my size, you see them on TLC and they're kind of gross and they're doing gross things. Yeah, they've got wings. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and they're not taking care of themselves in other ways, like hygienically and things like yeah. that. Yeah, they've got I half do a that pizza. I active and, and I stay out, so. Yeah. yeah i've always yeah. I, I can't i can't watch those fucking shows i have, I have friends who watch those my 600 pound life and all that shit and it's like i can't i can't i can't i can't I the whole time i just sit there and i'm like why why you, you i'm sorry i can't that's... watch i can't watch anything reality that they call reality. <sighs> I, know. I can't watch anything even um the worst things i watch is in, like i stay up on uh like a, a news, maybe like political news and things like that. But even that work, like, I don't even want to be a part of the scummy society that likes TLC and those shows yeah. and the bachelor crowd, like that part of society. I'm like, you guys are fucked. Like, I, 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 I really think they are. And I like, I'm, I'm, I try to just create my own positive light and just try to ignore all that stuff. Not my friend, my, 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 and she's a sweetheart and I love her. But my friend Kira was like, Oh, have you seen? And she's Irish, right? She's from Ireland. She's like, Hi, what? Have you seen a 90 day fiance? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, The way? Hi, a 90 day fiance. 90 days and then they get married. I'm like, Why the fuck would you do that? Are you out of your mind? What it's you all like? online couples or something. Uh, you know, none of them love each other. They're all horrible. See, it's, it's just garbage humans 
And I don't want to entertain myself by watching garbage humans do garbage things. Um, yeah. Now, unfortunately, most people are idiots, and most people <laughs> live like most people are dumb. Most people are idiots. Most people I wouldn't associate with or want to be a part of anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> what entertains the masses? It's like asses for the masses. Like that's just it. It's you just gross. To, it's yeah. just gross. It is. Man. It doesn't make me feel good about world and the people uh, around me it it's 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 a symptom of the decadence that we have become accustomed to that is basically yeah, it yeah. um yeah. but now that being said <laughs> and i doubt my sister will ever watch this but my sister got married uh, in nine within 90 days of meeting someone yeah and they've been together for quite some time now they have three children and you know, i'm not uh, saying that that's not but, it's not that it's just the way TLC portrays. No, no, I hear you. And uh, the majority of them are. They're garbage. They're they're there for the show. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't actually care. That's why I never liked those bachelor shows or anything like that either. Well, it's even like, that as a society, like to think of that as like, I don't understand the double standard type of thing as far as like, why would a woman be okay? Or why would a woman want this dude who is kissing and trying to be with all these other women at the same time and you're falling in love within 30 days with this person? So yeah. I just love. feel like, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, but they, people watch it. There's never anybody, and they watch it going, this is beautiful. And I'm like, wow, like you yeah. people are fucked up. Like I just, I, I, I don't understand it. And the funny thing is, it's all ripped off from British television. Everything, most everything is like, isn't it? And the British, but the British shows are worse. I like the British nanny show. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that, or is that yes. still on? I don't know. I don't watch TV anymore, but is it is still on? I, I don't know if it's still on, but I, I know what you're saying because like I love when someone from the outside just comes and tells the parents they're pieces of shit, and like. Yeah. It's like it's always the parents' fault, right? It's always their fault. So I, I love that a nanny will come and rip them and then just yeah, here you I know as soon as that nanny walks out, the kids are back for whatever. I I always wanted to see right? Yeah, exactly. I always wanted to see her fucking degrees. It's like I'm sorry, do you have a degree in child psychology? Do you have a degree in anything? Some people just have the right to smack the kids around <laughs> into, into being smart again i don't know i just think most kids should be smacked around probably well a lot i think i think well i mean i was a bouncer i don't i don't actually think that but what i do think is actually what i've learned see like it's weird man like i still in, i'm in a process of growth as well in mentally like hugely right now bigly bigly rest in peace to you mr orange man um I, I, as in like how I feel about the generations and like, like schooling is what kids should be is nurtured more in like, oh, if they're showing an interest in something, um, instead of being like, why aren't you like these other kids? They'll medicate them and be like, why isn't your attention span? You know, like why I'm starting to learn and try to read up and look into things like, instead of medicating kids because their attention's off a little bit, maybe find out what the kid is into and teach the kid that. Um, or like nurture, not teach them, but nurture what the kid is into. Uh, why are they learning nonsense in class, like things in school? I, 
That's a why, whole other thing. Why? Why is it? Oh, why are they sitting in rows? Why are they? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the whole the whole school system was based on teaching children to work in a factory. That's, That's what it. I mean. Like, it's, and how many how many of these kids who had created who could be creative geniuses have had mm -hmm. their light dimmed because they weren't nurtured, and instead of nurturing that what they shown. They give them medication and, oh, my kid can't pay attention or my kid is hyperactive. Your kid isn't hyperactive. Your kid's a kid. Your kid's and bored. Your kid doesn't right. have enough activity. It's like a dog that you keep in an apartment. Like the yeah. dog needs to run around. The dog needs area. And so I can't blame, like I'm more about blaming the system now and like raging against the machine, bro. <laughs> you know, it's just something that... I, and I'm just learning this. I'm just learning these things and I'm starting to learn about how what you've been taught so long and what's been ingrained into you through the schooling system and things like that is just ridiculous. But to out to unlearn those things and learn a new way, it's not easy. like you have to untrain the brain and you have to, yeah, things like that. So I don't know, man. Maybe the pandemic is getting to me and I have a bit more time to look into things. I think it's I'm doing hanging that to everybody. I'm hanging around more positive people, like my roommate, and like he teaches me a lot. He does, like he's so health, such a health freak, and teaching me how like even in life, like just your mind is a powerful thing. What you surround yourself with, what you put into your body. So I I've been eating like just pure health food with him. I'm starting to feel a real difference in my body, and so it's real, right? Like so, I feel like you are you are what you eat, I guess. Yeah. Well, you saw Keller. Keller dropped like fuck a hundred pounds. Yeah. Keller's and he's such a good dude. I love talking. I can I can get my arms around him almost like it's like come here, he bitch. Gave me, he gave <laughs> me some of his uh, old shirts and stuff because uh, I told him I'm losing weight too. He's like, here, man, you'll fit into these eventually, and it's easy. He can't fit into them. They're really nice dress shirts and things like that. I'm like you're fucking right. I'll take them. It's not easy to shop for a big guy. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um. Yeah, no, that's fucking crazy. Are you doing intermittent fasting at all? Or are you doing no? I'm just just, um, just clean diet, clean diet, clean food, uh, uh, keeping it pescatarian as okay. well. Okay, uh, I I haven't been I haven't eaten meat in a long time anyway, or chicken. I eat sushi, is kind of a fish I like to eat, but even my eggs are just uh, I don't eat eggs now. Even I uh, switched to learning because with my roommate, he's taught me ways to uh, marinate even tofu to be like eggs and things to be like this and to be like that it's all about marinating it and your spices and i'm like oh shit this really does it so he's teaching me all this stuff I'm like yeah i could totally eat that instead of this that i could totally get it you know so learning that stuff uh just eating a clean diet that way yeah gonna do a reset Gotta do a reset, get everything. Yeah, like I, I don't drink milk any dairy anymore. I, I don't drink pop. I'm trying to stay away from pop, uh, cheese, uh, even things like that. Just all those things alone, dairy, pop, cheese, beer, uh, and fast food. That's all yeah. cut, cut the, that's gone, man. I had a bad, I had a bad run this last week. I think we ate fast food like three, <laughs> like three times. I think we did, we, we did Wendy's and then we did, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't easy, good. <laughs> yes, that's good. Yeah, man. Hey, but man. I, I got to remember things like I got to remember to, you know, prep food because otherwise it's like, that's right. Yeah. The evening comes and you're like, ah, fuck. 
I don't what was I making for dinner? Yeah, yeah. I had to quickly do something. And I mean, I don't eat that much. Like the wife eats, she's like, you know, some cottage cheese with some fruit in it for like lunch. Right, right. And so you know, it's not it's not that big a deal. And I'm I'm like, I eat maybe twice a day. Um, so it's like, but it's like three eggs, a little bit of cheese, some ham, and then throw a wrap on that and then flop it out into a plate and roll it up. Yeah, yeah. Just bah, stuff that in my face <laughs> and then not eat again for, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's a eating, the problem with eating is that it, your mouth is, is such a fucking, your mouth is like, but I want that <laughs> all the time, dude. All the time. It's not even, it's not even your stomach. Like no, you can, you can not you even be hungry. Taste, you want to taste it. Yeah. And you, your mouth is just like, don't you think that would be wonderful? Yeah, <laughs> you pass that. You should pass that through me right now, shouldn't you? You should put that shit in me now. And it's like, no, no. And then, and then you overcompensate the other way, and then you fuck yourself up. And you go, no, nah, yeah. yeah. Food is the big, which is hilarious because I mean, for the majority of human history, people have been struggling not to starve. It's right, and uh, so food is something. I have a very addictive personality and I'm definitely addicted to food. Definitely. There's an addiction there with that. Like you said, just in your mouth, like you want, you just want to taste it. It's not like your body even needs it. Your stomach isn't asking for it. You just, yeah. So, and uh, something you just, another addiction, man. It's a break, you know? Yeah. So weird. And it's funny too, though. I do find that um, if I go off like on a bender, and I eat some shitty food, the propensity for me wanting that shitty food go, goes up. Right, right. But if I manage to get through, like if I have a busy weekend, like if the wife and I are going to go for a hike, we're going to go for this, we're going to go do this stuff, do that stuff, whatever, right? If I'm busy, it's much easier for me to go, I'm going to eat this thing now, you know, this relatively yeah. clean thing, some eggs, yeah. you know, fine, boom, just chuck it in my face and then I'm not going to eat. That's the only thing I'll eat in the entire day and I feel fine. And then the next day I'm not really hungry because my body has kind of shifted and it's starting right. to like burn my fat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then that moment that you go, Oh, a piece of cake. Yeah. Because it was a birthday. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, a piece of cake. And then that triggers something. And then it's like, Oh, don't you want a cheeseburger now? <laughs> Oh, well, we had the cheeseburger, but you want the fries now, don't you want the fries? How about the pizza? There's a pizza over there. There's some pizza. It's really, it's really good pizza. You should have the pizza and um, definitely eat that before midnight because you were probably a gremlin. You got to change in the middle of the night. <laughs> you know, felt. like it's so stupid. Yeah. Like yeah. it's so weird. It is weird, man. The body is uh, the body is something else, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a uh, it's all a struggle, man. And it's you know, but. I'm happy to keep fighting and I'm happy to keep having something to, to work on daily and improve myself daily. I feel better every day that I do that. I feel better every morning I wake up not having drinks the night before. So just that feeling alone, yeah, that gets me through, man. But, uh, dude, it's only been two, two, been 17 days, I guess. 17. Still, as every, like every, every day is a, yeah. Like they say, they say, if you can do something for five days, you can do it for 20. Yeah. If you can do it for 20, you can do it for 
two months if you can do it for two months you know what i mean like it's it's yep. that kind yep. of mentality it's that kind of consistent thinking and consistent i feel like when things open up again you're you're definitely going to see a new jr as a dude who uh who as he burst back onto the scene well i can't i honestly i can't wait for that i can't wait to see you again i can't wait you too, in person i can't wait to see nina again i can't wait to see jessica joe so joe I I I I might have to make her feel uncomfortable and give her a hug. It's just I'm just gonna be like I'm gonna be like this. I'm gonna be like JJP, JJP, JJP. I'm I'm walking towards you now. You're gonna have to come on, come on. It's okay. It'll be all right. 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 I must make her feel so awkward. She's such a sweetheart, though. It's hilarious. She is. She is, and. uh I've learned a lot from her, just being around her myself and like as a person and growing, um, learning even like I learned a lot of how to treat people, even sometimes online, like she with her whole bullying stance and how she put it out there about how to treat people and and, and what how some people have been being treated. Mm-hmm. Like you, we got to think about them. Like we have to think about how it's been making them feel. Because uh, there's a few like that whole post. You you know the post I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big, big, long one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's so important. And she called a lot of people out without calling them out, and none of them said a thing. You know, none of them had something to say. A lot of people who have been really bullying certain people in this industry, and even I've had scenes of where I would have a second thought about booking certain people because of that. But it's all because of word of mouth from somebody else. So I've made those mistakes and she taught me and she really made me reflect on myself and internally look at like how I treat people and talk to people. And I have to fuck with all these other comedians. Like, you know, I'm I'm a new comedian and I'm new to the city. A lot of how I look at people and how I view people, I might've heard third hand. I didn't grow up with these people. None of their, the bad experiences and things people have told me have been anything I've had experienced with them. Right. Because I'm new. So I'm taking everything as their word. And I realize, you know what? I need to stop doing that shit. And just everybody gets a clean plate and like palette with me. You you come if you treat me well, you treat me with respect, I'll treat you with the same respect that I give to this next comic that everybody loves. And uh, I think a lot of it, sometimes we we dogpile onto people and we treat people a certain way online yeah um and we don't realize sometimes we're doing it but we are adding to that well you have that like that's the thing with the internet it's it's like like right now we're here but we're not really here right like this is an isaac asimov kind of universe where we're like we're separate but we're together and that it's that I think I think the next generation, like my daughter's generation, possibly, might be the generation that kind of figures out the bullshit of this kind of medium. Yeah, yeah, we're, um, the, we're the guinea pigs, man. Of like, we we kind of feel too empowered. We don't know what to do with it. Yeah, uh, we're not handling the responsibility part of having this much power. Well, and it's funny because there's there's a lack of accountability yeah. in this in this type of medium, and there's a lack of um, consequence. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you, 100%. you you combine that with the the propensity of like the last generation, maybe like oh, could even technically be my daughter's generation or slightly before that. I mean, people were moving away from, you know, the whole idea that, you know, 
punishment, proper discipline of children, right? It was all helicopter parenting and kind of right. coddling. Yeah, uh, coddling and, and then you, the past and then... you combine that with this this internet era of you know, there's no real consequence except for the person who's being, you know, except for the victim. Yeah. Um, um, whether, whatever it is, but uh, it really shows people like, and some people just use that as like, there's going to be those garbage people that will constantly use it for that, but you're right. It's going to take the next generation to kind of get a hold of it. I think. Yeah. I think it's rampant and out of control and we don't know, like there's just too many garbage people with too much access to too much things yeah that can get to you i like um and i i'm glad my wife isn't in the room because i'm about to quote well paraphrase joe rogan (laughs) (laughs) if she was here she'd be like oh did you learn that off joe rogan did you learn that from joe rogan like (laughs) fucking shut up woman just leave me alone um but he mean he he he's always had a very good point he's been saying it for years it's like the only way to make the world better is to stop making shitty people make better people yeah and the way you do that was education and communication that's right the way we exactly that goes back to like how you treat your children and how you raise them stop creating pieces of shit (laughs) yeah stop creating entitled little fucks like you do at some point have to say no and actually mean it to your kid you know like right there have to be consequences for things yeah big time i think you're right joe's right good for joe for joe Good. I can use that. I can clip that out and I can use that as a Joe Rogan schools us. And people will click on it because it was Joe Rogan. Is, drive, yeah, some yeah, exactly. drive some traffic. We'll drive some traffic. Anyway, we've been going an hour and a half. Yeah, but. Um, and it's been fantastic. I, I would keep going forever if with you. I'm. No, uh, I, I, I totally get it. And plus, it just makes sense also for your videos if you want people to watch yeah it, it will have to people's attention spans these days are not what they used to be yeah they can be they can be a little bit on the fucky yeah. side i i think i am going to start doing like um i'm going to be like having some bullet point type things and just yeah yeah like you know uh, it's like did you see the new wonder woman movie like that kind of stuff right like yeah 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 but figuring I, it out dude i am going to have to get my kid to do this with me at least once in the next little while because well because the the name of the youtube page is is bad dad and the sad girl oh because this was the podcast i would love to see that i was going to start with my kid and that was the podcast that we never really kind of got off the ground and then but i had already made the youtube page and i like the name yeah 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 so yeah yeah so definitely (laughs) use the yeah now you gotta but uh yeah definitely use that name that's that's very cool very cool and i'd watch that I quite, I quite thought, I thought it was fun. So I'll get her on and, and I can do this with her too. Cause she's like, she's at UBC. So, I mean, she can just do this. She can sign cool. in and yeah. Okay. Well, Hey man. Um, uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for hosting so many shows with Nina. I mean, you guys are, are have been, uh, I mean, you're a big fucking part of my year last year. That's for goddamn sure. Like, and I can't wait to uh, to get back out there with you guys and see you guys again, dude. Same here, and our pleasure, Walter. Fuck, man. Me and Nina, me. I'll speak for Nina too. Nina loves the shit out of you too. She's and, such a uh, sweetheart. She, yeah, man. So 
I, I love having great people on my show, so you'll always be there. Cool, man. I try. I I try to be great. It doesn't always happen, but you know, <laughs> you're always great to me. <laughs> you're great to me. Okay, buddy. Well, all right, welcome. Well, I hope I see you sooner than later. Fuck yes, buddy. Thank you, dude. Appreciate yeah, brother. It. I'll Bye. see you later.